Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here's what's cooking on an all-new Sports Stove podcast. Today we are previewing the NFC and AFC North divisions. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by InTheClutch.com. In the Clutch provides your officially licensed apparel for Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, and so much more. Visit InTheClutch.com to find your next t-shirt. Use the code SPORTSTOVE to get 10% off your first purchase. Welcome into the show, and today in studio, sorry for all the banging in the background, in studio, my dad Dale Stover joins us uh, here in Kentucky. Hey, Dad. Welcome to the studio. Well, good to be here in the studio again. In the studio again. Right. We're covering the AFC and NFC North divisions uh, today, and uh, let's go ahead and just get started with it. We're also going to cover running back rankings, fantasy running back rankings as well. So let's get started with the uh, AFC and the Baltimore Ravens. They were on TV Thursday night, I guess, uh, playing the Titans. Uh, key offensive players, they lost some people this year, but key guys this year, Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins. Defensively, Odafe Owe, Patrick Queen, Kyle Fuller, Marcus Peters there as well. Uh, pretty good rookie class for Baltimore this year. David Ojabo, uh, Kyle Hamilton, the first-round pick, Travis Jones, uh, defensive tackle, highly ranked coming into the season as well. Really the biggest question for uh, Baltimore has to be Lamar Jackson. Will he return to form? But also the, the offensive line, have they have enough there that will actually help Baltimore and uh, get them through to the next level? Their win, win total is set at 10.5 wins this year. Uh, what do you see for Baltimore? Well, Baltimore, you know, of course, has been good for some time, and I think they'll be a solid team again. I, I tend to think that Lamar Jackson will bounce back um, fine. Now, whether, you know, he'll be able to get um, the success in the playoffs, 
uh, that they need. Um, I'm not sure, but I think Baltimore, and I think a 10-and-a-half, I would go over that. I think they'll have a good season and uh, should be one of the better teams around. Again, they've been well coached and played well for a while, and um, I would expect them to do well again. I've got them going under this year at 10 and a half. I'm not as high on them as some people are. I think Lamar Jackson could have a bounce back season. I'm banking on it for fantasy reasons, but 10 and a half wins in a pretty tough division. Still don't really know what the Steelers are going to be yet. And the Browns, we'll see about them as well. We'll get to them in a minute. But I, I go under 10 and a half. I could see 9, 10 wins for Baltimore. I don't really see 11 or 12 wins for Baltimore this year. So I'm going to go under. Uh, with them. How do you feel about Lamar Jackson? Is he back? Last year was not a good year. Of course, he was injured for a lot of it as well. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, do you, do you think he's fully back this year? I think so. Um, again, you know, injuries were a big part of it last year. So I think, um, you know, talent-wise, he's got a lot of talent. He's got um, other talent on the team with him. Um, again, you know, it always worries me a little bit about running quarterbacks, you know, as far as injuries and how long their longevity is. There's been guys that have been looked like they were going to be so good and, you know, you would never stop them. And then in two years, you know, they weren't they were nothing. there anymore. So, <laughs> and that could be the issue with him, but uh, you would think they would tailor the offense around it because he does have more weapons. Yeah, I mean, he loses Hollywood Brown. Um, let's let's go to fantasy values now. Rashad Bateman has to be high on people's boards this year. Mark Andrews at tight end makes a whole lot of sense as well. He's already one of the top tight ends. And we'll talk about tight end rankings in a future episode. J.K. Dobbins coming back. Um, looked great when he was healthy. And a decent defense as well. So fantasy-wise, I like Lamar Jackson. I like Bateman, I like Andrews, and I like Dobbins. I don't really like anybody else on this team, though. No, I, those are definitely the main guys. I think Bateman would be interesting. He could be a guy that really, you know, is, is a really good find fantasy-wise. You don't really know yet on him, so I don't know if he'll be drafted as one of the top wide receivers, but he could be their best wide receiver. Dobbins is interesting because he was really good, and going into last year, I thought, man, he's a guy I would really like to get. Of course, then with the injury, um, but if he bounces back, the way they play with their style, too, really fits him well, yep. so I think he's good, and I know we don't like to talk about kickers, but they do have the best kicker. Um, he's the number one guy to get. Yeah, Tucker definitely is up there. Uh, you look at the other receivers, Devin Duvernay, Jason Proch, uh, James Proch, excuse me. I'm not drafting any of those guys. Um, but Bateman, I'm willing to take a shot on uh, as well this year. Uh, next up is the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, bringing back quarterback Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon had a great year last year. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. The three-headed monster at wide receiver. Defensively, the way that I have it is two key players, Trey Hendrickson and Jesse Bates. There's been some uh, contract stuff with Jesse Bates, but he's great there as well. Defensive uh, rookies to watch out for, Dax Hill. Uh, he's going to be playing cornerback for Cincinnati. He was either a cornerback or a safety coming out, and uh, he has potential to get some playing time early on. Key questions with Cincinnati is, is, is it, are they going to repeat or are they a fluke? Uh, they've improved their offensive line. They have some questions at defensive back. Uh, Eli Apple <laughs> is an interesting interesting conversation to have. 
But uh, their win total set at nine and a half. I'm going over. I'm all in on the Bengals repeat season. What about you? Yes, I go over nine and a half on them. I think the Bengals are going to do fine. Now, you know, did they overachieve uh, last year again? You know, obviously they were surprising some people last year. But I think the big things with them, two big keys is one, they did strengthen the offensive line with free agency which is something they needed to do to protect Joe Burrow. And it seems to me um, that Joe Burrow not only, you know, has a lot of talent, a quarterback, but he's a good leader. And he seems to understand as far as leading the team and getting his teammates on his side. So I, I, I think the Bengals have a chance. Again, I, I'm not totally sure about their coaching. Obviously, they did well last year. But uh, as far as Burrow being a leader, I think the Bengals have a good chance to repeat. I think that Baltimore could be a real battle. Yeah, they bring in three new starting offensive linemen, uh, Ted Karras from New England, Alex Kappa from Tampa, and Lael Collins from Dallas. Returning Jackson Carmen, the rookie last year, and Jonah Williams on the left side of the line should be better uh, there. Hayden Hurst comes over at tight end as well, so that should help them to some degree. They lose uh, Uzoma uh, there. Defensively, uh, they've actually changed this since the last time I looked at it. Dax Hill's now listed as a free safety, uh, backing up Jesse Bates. And right now, again, Jesse Bates is having contract negotiations and things like that as well. I like what they have on defense in the front seven. The defensive backs do scare me a little bit, especially having Eli Apple, even a woozy out there at cornerback um, as well. Fantasy-wise, man, I like all three of those receivers at different points in the draft. I like Chase really high. I like Higgins relatively high. I like Boyd, Boyd if I can get him on a deal a little bit later in the draft. Uh, I'm staying away from the tight ends this year in Cincinnati, but I do like Joe Mixon. And I like Burrow, but I don't like him early in the draft either. What's your fantasy values for Cincinnati? Yeah, I think, you know, again, you've got the main guys, Burrow, Mixon, and the three receivers. I think Jamar Chase, you know, it's interesting because he could be one of the top receivers taken based on last year and he may very well he may very well um live up to that um looking at some of the rankings i've seen earlier t higgins is awfully high even though i really like him um it just depends again our offense spreading it around but definitely chase was the number one target last year yeah i agree uh i got cincinnati winning the division i i'm just all in on them i think their offense is too good now again if Mixon gets hurt that changes things but, I mean, you lose one receiver, you still got two top receivers. Um, so that's where I'm kind of looking at with this. And I think the defense gets improved as well. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland. There's still some question marks around the Cleveland quarterback situation. Uh, Watson originally suspended, but it looks like it might get extended out a little further. We'll wait and see the results of that. But you got Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Jacoby Brissett would be the backup. Amari Cooper comes over from Dallas, and you got the two-headed monster at running back with Chubb and Hunt. Hunt did request the trade, but to this point, since uh, Cleveland has said they're not going to trade him, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Defensively, you got Miles Garrett, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, uh, to name a few guys uh, right there on a defense that should be good. Uh, rookies, David Bell at slot receiver could start uh, this year. Alex Wright, he was drafted in the third round. He's going to battle with Jadavion Clowney for playing time as well. So there's two two rookies that could give you some some legit opportunities. The question really is quarterback, right? If if uh, Brissett's going to play at half the season, what can they what can they do? Uh, when will Watson play? For sure, we won't know. Will they trade Cream Hunt? We don't know. 
this may have changed since I put this down, but I've got the win total at eight and a half wins for Cleveland. I'm going to go over eight and a half wins, but depending on the situation, it, it's going to be really close. I think. Where do you sit with with Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland. You know, it, it is really it's hard to predict early because it's so up in the air with the quarterback situation, and I think that's going to be unsettling. Um, you know, obviously for the team, and if Watson's not there any of the year, that could change things. Um, you know, from that end, eight and a half. You know, again, normally. You look at them, and I think, yeah, you'd be way over that. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be an unsettling year for them, maybe a tough year for the coach. So I think I'd go under eight and a half just because you don't know, um, you know, where, where the situation is going to be. They do have a good defense, um, and they do have some weapons on offense. But Cleveland is just really hard to gauge. Um, and I think the NFL's put them in a bad situation, you know, with not knowing about their quarterback um, even even at this time. Yeah. Yeah, they got a really solid offensive line as well, which should help even Jacoby Brissett as he's in there and uh, and playing. They've got great running backs. Again, if they don't trade Chubb, they got two great running backs. Um, and even if they do trade Chubb, we've seen Dearness Johnson actually play well as well. Wide receivers, uh, you know, let's look at fantasy value. I like Amari Cooper no matter what. Um, I like him. I like the running backs. I'm a big fan of Nick Chubb. We'll talk about that in a few minutes when we get to the running back rankings. Uh, I like Chubb over Hunt there as well. And I'm intrigued by David Bell, the rookie, but I just I just don't know if I'm willing to take a shot at him. I have not seen where he's going in drafts yet. Um, I like him a lot, so maybe if he's there at the right time, but I'm not going to reach on David Bell just because of the uncertainty of quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, the, like I said, Chubb, you know, the main guy, him and Cooper, because you don't know about Hunt. And, again, you know, their defense is one, um, you know, um, in the top five or six, you know, to look at it, you need one. Yeah, they should be a really good defense as well. We don't talk a whole lot about kickers and defense on this show, but <laughs> but they are a good one. Uh, Pittsburgh, um, I've got them finishing last in the division again this year because – Quarterback situation is just really don't know what's going to happen there. They're, they keep on telling us Mason Rudolph is still in the hunt to win this job. That's not good. Uh, Deontay Johnson, that receiver, just signed a deal. I like him. Chase Claypool is continuing to add. Najee Harris is a top running back as well. Defensively, guys like TJ Watt, Devin Bush, and Minka Fitzpatrick lead the way. Rookies, this George Pickens, if we go back and listen to um, our pre-draft episodes, I was high on George Pickens, and he has looked great so far in camp for Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett at quarterback, you have to think you don't draft a quarterback in the first round and expect him to sit too long, especially when Mitch Trubisky's the starting quarterback in front of him or Mason Rudolph, whichever way they go. Uh, but we think I think Pickett will find some time here this season. Quarterback battle's a big one. Uh, I still think Trubisky comes out on top, but We'll see how that shakes out. This is a tough division, Dad. Uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, even Cleveland is going to be a tough battle. Their numbers at seven and a half this year. I already said I think I have them finishing last, so I'll go under that seven and a half. How do you feel about Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, like I said, the, the quarterback situation, you know, I thought when they got Trubinsky, then they would be set as far as a direction. Um, but how they're going to handle the rookie, you know, or is it going to be he's going to have this year to learn or – is this going to be a quarterback battle as they go on? Because, again, that usually doesn't end up being well. And you're right there. It is a, a, a tough division. 
Um, but again, the Steelers are a team, you know, when you're talking about division games, it's always going to be a, a tough game with them. So a seven and a half, I could see them maybe getting eight wins. Um, I don't think that I do think they'll probably last in the division, depending on what happens with Cleveland. But I think I would go over on that. But like I said, the quarterback thing is um, interesting situation. Interesting indeed. Uh, let's go to the fantasy value. I like Deontay Johnson, although he does drop some passes. Claypool, I'm not a fan of Claypool in fantasy. Um, I think he's going to get some touchdowns and he'll do some things. But I'll tell you, I'm willing to take a risk on George Pickens and uh, wouldn't mind having him on my fantasy team coming into the year. So receivers are something I look at. Najee Harris is definitely something I think you have to look at as well. I'm staying away from the quarterbacks. I'm staying away from the tight ends too. Pat Fryermuth came in last year in the second round. Uh, he should see some improvement. And with better receivers this year, maybe he gets open more. But when it comes to fantasy, basically I'm looking at George Pickens and Najee Harris as probably the two guys that I'll look at targeting from, from Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson, if he falls to the right spot, I'd definitely take him. But I'm not going to reach for him. And same with Claypool. I think Claypool will be overdrafted this year. I think when you you know need a need a wide receiver later on, I think that all those guys are guys to look at. Pickens, of course, very interesting. Whenever you're dealing with a rookie, um, you just don't know. He could end up being a real breakout guy. So I, I think um, their receivers are, or even Claypool is reliable enough as you need a receiver later in the draft to look at. But their quarterback situation. Um, you know, it does make that a tough situation. Um, the tight end, I wouldn't pick him early, but when you're looking at getting a second tight end, he is one, and they do use the tight end. So he's a guy you kind of keep on your list. All right, so the AFC North, how do you have it breaking down first through fourth? I would have um, the Bengals, then uh, the Ravens, then probably the, yeah, the Browns, and then the Steelers. Yeah, I've got the same thing. Bengals repeating. Baltimore on their heels, and then Cleveland a little ways back, and the Steelers uh, looking uh, at another high draft pick for next year is how I have it playing out, at least, in the AFC North. All right, let's go down now to the NFC North. Of course, we are Packer fans. You're a minority owner of the Green Bay Packers. Um, I have my namesake, and one of my kids is named after a Packer, so we've got plenty of things going on here with the NFC North. Let's talk about it, though. Uh, let's start with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin Fields at quarterback. David Montgomery running back. Cole Komet at tight end. Uh, defensively, Roquan Smith, my favorite non-packer in the NFL, requesting a trade or demanding a trade, so he may not be on Chicago come week one of the NFL season. Robert Quinn and Eddie Jackson, other good Chicago defenders. When you look at the rookies this year, they've got a couple that could have impacts this year. Jaquan Brisker, the safety uh, Kyler Gordon, the cornerback, and Velas Jones, the receiver, all are going to have opportunities to, to be on this team and play a, a good role. The biggest question with Chicago is playmakers. They just their wide receiver group uh, is is ugly as ugly can get. Um, you talk about Velas Jones, the rookie, is definitely there and, and could have an impact. Uh, Equinom, well, we'll call him EQ. St. Brown came over from Green Bay. Darnell Mooney and Byron Pringle, the starting receivers. Then they've got Nikhil Harry, they traded for from New England. Velas Jones, the rookie, and Daz Newsom there as well. I look at those receivers, Dad, and none of them scare me whatsoever. And I'm just not sure who uh, who Justin Fields is going to have to throw to. So their numbers at six and a half 
wins. What do you see in Chicago? Well, Chicago, um, I, you know, I, I think they're in trouble. Um, they just seem to, you know, uh, you know, they changed with a new GM and a new coach, but it just seems like things have not stabilized there um, at all. Justin Fields, you know, we both liked him coming out of college. Um, I think he has potential to be good, but I, I don't know that they're going to have what he needs there in Chicago for this year. Um, you know, when you got Roquan Smith want, demanding a trade, and, you know, the, the, the things that I read about it, you know, I, and I understand the coach is not going to say much, but when the coach says, you know, I, I don't know why he's not practicing, I haven't talked to him. Okay, yeah. I, that's probably not a good situation there. And, you know, we kind of like the coach coming from Indianapolis, but it uh, doesn't seem like he has good control of the situation. Maybe it's because he doesn't, you know, not allowed to have good control because of the GM. I don't know. Um you know, I think the Bears are in trouble because I think the rest of the division will be better. And um, I, I think they're probably going in the wrong direction. So even six and a half, I think you could go under that. I heard someone this this week, you know, they were talking about who would have the first pick in the draft. And somebody said, you know, it could be Chicago. Hmm. They said, probably not. But, you know, when, when, when you're, before the season, when you're talking about that, that's not good. Yeah. And we both like Justin Fields. I think long term, he's going to be really good. They got to get him some weapons, though. They just don't have it. Offensive line is shaky, too. They've got three veterans Riley Reef at right tackle, Michael Schofield at right guard. Lucas Patrick comes over from Green Bay as the center. We like him. On the right, on the left side, they got Cody Whitehair at guard and a rookie fifth round draft pick, Braxton Jones, slated to start at left tackle unless something changes. They spent three draft picks on the offensive line, but it was the fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft picks, and that's not going to do the trick. The defense, I think, could hold their own in some cases. Losing Roquan Smith would be a big, uh, painful loss uh, for them as well. Uh, I go under the six and a half as well for uh, Chicago. No, I'm sorry. I went over. Uh, I went over six and a half, uh, thinking they might be able to squeak out seven. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, wins there for Chicago. Fantasy-wise, boy, Cole Komet, maybe. David Montgomery, possibly. Um, but those are probably the only two guys I would look at even considering for fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, I don't usually look at the Bears anyhow, and I don't think there's any reason, you know, this year. You know, after a game or two, if someone's hot, you know, maybe uh, someone gets injured. But, yeah, they don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of numbers right up there. You know, you got Justin Fields, you know, maybe in, in a keeper league for the future. But, sure. um, yeah, I, I don't think Chicago's a place you look for fantasy people a lot. Yeah, I do like Velas Jones, and I'm assuming most people aren't going to draft him at least until the last two rounds, maybe I might take a flyer on him because I think he's going to emerge as, as someone who was going to get legitimate playing time. Um, I just, I fear for bears fans. They don't have what it takes this year and maybe they'll continue to build for the future. Uh, let's go to the Detroit lions. Now, uh, Jared golf, still at quarterback, Deandre Swift at running back. Amon Ross, St. Brown, EQ's brother had a breakout year last year. Uh, wide receiver TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. Defensively, they they got a young young talent on defense. Rookie Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Jeff Akuda as well. 
who's had a, a rough start to his career. Rookie-wise, you're looking at Hutchinson, supposed to be important and a big part of that defense. And wide receiver Jamison Williams, who's who's injured, uh, coming from Alabama, uh, when he does return, should be really good and help him as well. My big question with Detroit is the defense versus the division. Uh, Minnesota's going to be good. Green Bay's going to be good. And, and as much as we just bagged Chicago, they're not going to be a pushover for Detroit either. Uh, their number also set at six and a half. I'm going under. I think Detroit gets the first overall pick again uh, and uh, or and will get the number one overall pick and get their quarterback of the future uh, next season. So I'm going to go under that six and a half. Um, Dan Campbell, he's a motivator, but uh, and I think he's a decent football coach too. I just don't like the the overall skill level that Detroit has. Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting about Detroit because the coach did, you know, bring some optimism there. The players seemed to play well for him. How much of a difference is that going to make? They do have some talented players, um, but you know, like I said, the defense is a question mark. And uh, even I've heard their offensive line, you know, is a question mark. Um, you know, some people have said Detroit, you know, will at least get better. They'll continue to get better this year. Heard someone this week say that, no, Detroit will not do well, and it'll be because everybody is just going to play them the same way. They're going to pressure the quarterback, and um, they're not going to have a chance, you know, to do anything else. And because I don't think Goff either, you know, he does have some weapons, but I don't know that he's the quarterback that can make it happen. I think they can sneak out some wins, so I have them actually over six and a half. Um, but again, you know, again, you know, the coach, you get players that want to play for the coach and, uh, you know, to me, you know, just his general attitude and getting people excited. I, I'm willing to say it may be headed in the right direction because they do have some talent. Yeah. Of course, last year they drafted Panay Sewell with their first overall pick. They bring in a right guard from Philadelphia, I'm not even going to try to tie Halapapulubidi. Frank Ragno still at center. Uh, Jonah Jackson, they drafted in 2020 at guard. And Taylor Decker, a uh, 2016 first-round pick at left tackles. They're going to have to play strong, strong offensive line play. Uh, Let's look at fantasy-wise. Again, I don't go to Detroit for fantasy things. A lot of people like DeAndre Swift. Even in my rankings, I give them a little bit of, of value, but... I'm probably not drafting DeAndre Swift. I'm probably not drafting Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark. I'm probably staying away from everybody. And I'm not a TJ Hawkinson guy either. A lot of guys love TJ Hawkinson. So I am I would be a little surprised if I draft any Detroit Lions on my fantasy team. Um, well, I, I think they got players, you know, I, I used to kind of be that way too, but they've got some players that are good. I don't think it's people that I would take at the top of the position, but Swift, you know, has scored well. I think you'll have to look at him. Um, you know, if people take him as their first running back, then, yeah, I don't think I'd be interested in that. St. Brown does intrigue me because he really had a good year, and I think I would take somewhat of a chance on him early. And Hawkinson, again, you know, I've always liked tight ends, so I try to get a good tight end early. Hawkinson is a good one, but, again, to me, not in the top five or six. But, He's pretty close after that. Uh, I don't know how good Clark will be. And also, they drafted the wide receiver from um, Alabama. Alabama, and I guess he was not going to play right away still. Right. But he's a guy, you know, in a keeper league, at what point, you know, do you, do you take him and take a chance, or do you wait to see 
he comes back and plays. But he's supposed to have great potential. And again, I think that Detroit's getting a quarterback in the draft this year. So if you're looking at holding on to guys for the future, Jamison Williams is a guy I would hold on to um, and draft that way. But I play in leagues where Jamison Williams is not going to be a guy I'm going to draft this year um, to have on my have on my fantasy team uh, this season. Uh, that brings us to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's off the drugs and back to the football field. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the running backs. Alan Lazard. Uh, underrated by many, but not by Packer fans. And then defensively, they are just loaded this year. Kenny Clark, Andre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, who had a great year uh, coming in as a free agent last season and during the season. Rookies to watch for in Green Bay. Quay Walker is listed as a starter uh, at, at inside linebacker. Devontae Wyatt will get snaps at defensive line. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has been the story in camp so far at wide receiver. Christian Watson has yet to really make an appearance because of injury, but he was their first receiver drafted this year as well. Question marks around Green Bay is the wide receivers. Um, who will step up there at wide receiver? They, got, of course, got Sammy Watkins that came over as well. Randall Cobb is, is still there. Um, then Amari uh, Rogers they drafted last year. They're hoping to see more out of. And the other question I have is the defense. Will they be elite? They should be, but will they be elite? That is the question. The number is at 10 and a half, and I'm one of those guys who says until until they prove otherwise, I'm going to go over because under Coach LaFleur, they're always hitting at least 10 wins. As a matter of fact, 13 wins. So I'm going over that 10 and a half, even with the question marks at wide receiver. Yes, I, I, think, I think the Packers are, are you know, in good in good shape. Um, the question, you know, coming in, like you said, was been the wide receiver, and a lot of people who point to things say, you know, how you replace Devontae Adams. But I think the difference, at least so far, really following it closely in camp, is the defense. This defense may be as good as advertised, and if they are, then you know, Aaron Rodgers, you give him an opportunity. Um, there, you give them plenty of opportunities because the defense keeps the other team off the field, and this defense can even score. I, I, I think again with Matt Lafleur, I think they'll definitely come up with the offense that'll work. They've got two really good running backs, and mm-hmm. they'll have a, a kind of a unique attack with the running backs. I think because they both can catch out of the backfield as well as their strong runners. Um, I think really the biggest issue for the Packers right now is the offensive line. That's because you got the two guys hurt, Jenkins and Bakhtiari. When they get back, then, you know, it can be an elite offensive line. Um, With the guys that are playing now, if they can run the ball with that offensive line, then they're going to be tough because Rodgers can throw the ball, um, you know, into a real tight window. And I think LaFleur has shown they can um, develop, you know, and, and they've got the, the quarterback coach back from before. They've got people there that I, I think they'll make a good game plan. Um, and, again, they got Robert Tanyan coming back later. So if, if, if they can be very real competitive early, then they're going to be scary. And I think the defense is, is the issue. And, of course, again, you know, following the Packers a lot, their biggest problem in the last two or three years have been special teams. And they yep. went out and got – Basaccia, and he is definitely changing the culture. Um, will they, you know, will it, will that have an immediate impact? Uh, we'll see, but it doesn't look like he's a guy that's going to tolerate um, a lot of mistakes. And they've already got 
starters playing in on special teams as they need to? They're really not deep in two areas. That's the offensive line and the rush linebackers. Um, those are the two areas of concern, I think, as well. Because right now with Bakhtiari and Jenkins out, uh, Yash Neiman will che- check in and he'll be fine. But they, they really are lacking on depth at offensive line this year. And then, like I said, the edge rushers, uh, you got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith that are starting. They like Jonathan Garvin. Uh, last year showed, showed that he has some potential. But there's a long way to go there with those guys on the outside uh, as it currently sits. But defensive line, they're loaded. In, inside linebacker, they're very deep. Um, safeties and corners, they're looking good as well. Receivers, again, people want to bust on on losing Devontae Adams. But Rodgers, he, if he spreads it out, I think he's more effective than if he just throws it to Devontae Adams. So um, let's look at fantasy-wise. Um, I'm in on Aaron Rodgers. I'm in on Aaron Jones. As a matter of fact, I'm really high on Aaron Jones. We'll talk about that in a minute at the running back rankings. I like AJ Dillon, of course, as well. When it comes to receivers, I don't know who to go out and get. I'm probably not drafting a receiver from, from Green Bay this year. Um, and more or less waiting and trying to grab a guy in free agency that shows up as the season gets going. Uh, I don't, I'm not a Sammy Watkins fan. If I had to draft a, a receiver, I'm drafting Alan Lazard. Um, and I'm paying attention to those rookies as well. Romeo Dobbs, like I said, has been looked really, really good. He's a fourth round pick for him this year. And we have no idea what Christian Watson's going to look like. So I'm staying away from him as well. So who are you drafting from Green Bay? Well, like I said, Aaron Jones definitely interested in AJ Dillon is ranked very high because they use both of them and they both are in situations where they can score. Um, the wide receivers, I think you're going to want to have wide receivers. Like you said, which one do you take early on? I think that is a question. Lazard is going to be a clutch guy. There's no doubt about that. Um, but again, you know, is, is it going to strictly be spread around? And again, are they going to score a lot of passing touchdowns? That's going to be a little bit of an issue there. But um, they've got guys that can go out and get the ball with Dobbs. And um, Sammy Watkins couldn't couldn't have a rebound year. Um, so, like you said, I think you know the idea of waiting till we can get somebody see, but that's going to be a little dangerous. I think you're going to have as a Packer fan. I think you'll have you'll you'll be picking one or two, take a chance on them, and then just see if they're the guys or not. Yeah, like I said, I'm sticking to Rodgers and the running backs, and that's kind of where I'm going to draft at least at more than likely. Uh, okay, let's go to the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins returns. Justin Jefferson, a top wide receiver in the league. Adam Thielen, really good. Dalvin Cook at running back when he's healthy, really good. Defensively, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Danielle Hunter, and Harrison Smith, kind of the stalwarts there on defense. Rookies to watch out for. Safety scene, Lewis from Georgia, the first-round pick, uh, is going to get a lot of playing time this year. And then inside linebacker, Brian Osamoa, drafted in the third round. Uh, should be able to push for playing time there at inside linebacker as well. The question I have for the Vikings has nothing to do with the offense. I think the offense will be just fine. The offensive line still is not great, but they've got some real talented guys there. The defense, though, is a question. They add two Green Bay Packers, Zadarius Smith, who didn't play really at all last year, and Shannon Sullivan, who's going to start at cornerback. Um, I'm not, as a Packer fan who watched these guys play, I'm not worried about either of those guys. I'm not sure how much they add to this team. And the Vikings are counting on them to add a lot. So uh, their number is at nine and a half. Yeah, nine and a half for Minnesota. I'm going over. 
I think Minnesota is going to be really good, and I think Chicago and Detroit are not going to be good. Uh, so they're going to get plenty of wins this season. So I'm going over that nine and a half, and I think they're going to be sniffing the division title this year too. Um, I think, you know, again, they'll be over nine and a half. I think they'll definitely be the second team, um, you know, in, in the division from there. Um, you know, with the defense, again, you know, they always have a good rush defense. And Zadaria Smith, if he can stay healthy all year, will be a real help because he can be really tough um, to handle. Whether he's healthy and can stay healthy, um, we'll see. And like you said, there are some other question marks there. Uh, offensively, I think the issue there, you know, and how will the new coach do? Will he get everybody in uh, his system? How long will it take to do that? I am not a huge Kirk Cousins fan. Um, you know, is he the guy that can lead them? They are great with Davin Cook. Jefferson, you know, they got one of the elite receivers when they got him. Thielen has always been good. Um, you know, Irv Smith, a tight end. They've got some people there. Um Again, you know, if you're talking about there's some question at, at offensive line, then again, that's where I think Green Bay can maybe have some great success against them. But uh, I think Minnesota is definitely uh, the second team. And as a Packer fan, I would say I have a little concern uh, just to see where that goes. Of course, we're opening with them, so that'll be interesting. Uh, fantasy value wise, there's two guys that I really like, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't, I like Adam Thielen as well, but I'm definitely all in on Justin Jefferson. And then Kirk Cousins is that quarterback where if you don't get the guy you want early and you decide just to hold off on quarterback, Cousins is really is a great fantasy quarterback in the later rounds to grab if you don't get the guys that you want earlier on. He's not going to add anything on the on the ground for you. Uh, but he is going to throw touchdowns and he's going to throw for a lot of yards too. So, uh, so I'd be looking, Jefferson's the main guy I look at in Minnesota, but Cook and Thielen are guys I consider as well. Who do you have fantasy wise? Yes. I mean, Jefferson's the guy you look at, um, you know, Cook and, and I've had Thielen before and he's done well, but he's kind of iffy. You never kind of know how that's going to go. And again, Irv Smith would be one of those tight ends later on for a second tight end. Um, you know, I might consider. Dalvin Cook gets injured a lot. Alexander Madison might have some value. Watch out, though, for rookie Ty Chandler. Uh, if Cook goes down, might be a guy to look for later in the year uh, as well. All right, let's break down our NFC North then. How do you have it shaken out top to bottom? Uh, again, I've got the Packers and then the Vikings and then Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, I've got Detroit and Chicago flip-flop there. I got Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, and then Detroit. Uh, but I think the Bears and the Lions are in a different tier than the Packers and the Vikings. And I think the Vikings are in that Packer tier uh, this year as well. All right, let's get over now to our uh, fantasy rankings. Last week we did the quarterbacks, so this week we are doing running backs and uh, we'll do it differently this week, Dad. Let's start at your number one running back. Who do you have there? Uh, number one running back, I don't know if there's any question, is Taylor from Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor. I have an autographed Jonathan Taylor jersey in just the other room. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm all in. I've been on all in on Jonathan Taylor since his last year in college. I said he should have gotten the Heisman uh, at the draft. I said he should be the first running back drafted. Uh, I love Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. Adding Matt Ryan is going to help his value as well. So I love Jonathan Taylor. He's number one on my list, too. Number two. Uh, number two, again, we're talking about fantasy value. I think it's Derrick Henry. 
Okay. So I went number two with Aaron Jones. Uh, I think the Packer running back is going to catch a lot of passes this year. Uh, I think he's going to get touchdowns both on the ground and through the air. I think the value for him uh, this year is through the roof. People are scared that A.J. Dillon's going to steal his points. Uh, Dillon's got to get his own points. But I think Aaron Jones is one of the top-tier running backs in fantasy football this year. So I put him at number two. I go Derek Henry at number three. Uh, who do you have at number three? Uh, I got Christian McCaffrey at number three. Okay, Christian McCaffrey at number three. The question for him is health mainly. Uh, of course, you don't know who his quarterback is going to be either, assuming it's Baker Mayfield. Um, so I dropped McCaffrey down to number five on my list. And uh, next on my list at number four, I've got Dalvin Cook from Minnesota that we just talked about. Who's at number four for you? I've got uh, Eckler from the Chargers. Okay, so now we're getting very different rankings. Uh, so you've got Taylor Henry, McCaffrey, Eckler, uh, who's next for you? Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Okay, next. Uh, Davin Cook. All right. And then um, Kamara. Alvin Kamara. I've always liked him, and I know he, he has to rebound a little bit, but to me, he's a guy you, you can't pass up for too long. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think I have him higher than you do, but I, I'm there also. Is that number eight for you? It's uh, number seven. Oh, number seven, okay. Number eight, I've got Williams at Denver. Um, based on potential, um, I've kind of gone back and forth um, a little bit, even on my keepers with him. But, um, you know, Williams, I'd hate to pass him up and him have a year that he could. Okay. All right. Number nine. Then I got Aaron Jones there. Okay. And, you know, I took Jones real high in the league last year, and I really like him and probably wouldn't hesitate to take him high again. As far as knowing who's going to score, now, he's going to get a lot of points as far as receptions and stuff like that. As far as scoring, you know, I think it will be spread around. So from a strict fantasy standpoint, uh, but I do like Aaron Jones. And number 10? Leonard Fournette. Okay. I've had great luck with him. You know, a couple of years ago, I thought he's too old. And I've had him, and he's carried me a couple of times. And uh, until he's not the guy in Tampa, I don't think you can forget him too much. All right, so you get left two guys off your list that I've got. I've got Taylor one, Aaron Jones two, Derrick Henry three, Dalvin Cook four, McCaffrey five, Kamara I've got at six. Again, just like you said, I'm a huge fan of Alvin Kamara. I think he's going to have a great season this year. I got Joe Mixon at number seven from Cincinnati, Eckler at number eight. And and even though I have him ranked number eight, I don't draft Austin Eckler. Um, for whatever reason, he's not on my team. Uh, number nine, Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to have a great year in New York this year. Uh, so I've got him at number nine. And then at number 10, Nick Chubb from Cleveland, um, I would take as well. Um, and really, I like most of those guys. I'm not a huge fan of drafting Derrick Henry either, um, but I understand his value uh, there. That's why I've got him at number three. But I think Saquon, I mean, you got people drafting Saquon in the third round this year, and I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I like Saquon a lot at the end of the first to the early of the second round. Uh, and I think he's going to show up in a big way this year. Um, yeah, I, I think um, Barkley is kind of a question, you know, because of his injuries, but I wouldn't let him go to the third round. I was kind of surprised about that. Mixon, when I looked at my rankings, I thought, you know, I need to find a place for him in the top <laughs> 10, but I just didn't because he is, he is good there. You know, you have Swift, a guy that's been really productive last year, and you wonder how he's going to do as Connor. Uh, yeah. at Arizona. Yeah. I think he's a top flight running back. And then, of course, we've talked about Dobbins. And yeah. you have Akers at the Rams, too. So. Yeah, running back's deep this year. 
Um, there's, there's running backs out there to be had, that's for sure. Uh, next week, we dive into the wide receivers. Uh, looking forward to that list and to see who we have shake up to see where you end up with Devontae Adams on that list. Uh, as uh, I've dropped him down on my list, he's still on there, though. Uh, but we'll get to that next week, and then we'll close out our fantasy rankings with the tight ends in two weeks. And then we are covering the South Divisions next week as well. The AFC and NFC South Divisions we'll cover next week on our episode there as well. Anything else you want to add before we go? No, no, I don't think so. Like I said, football's kind of in full swing with everybody playing preseason, um, you know, this week. And um, we'll, you know, they're going to start having cuts, even though it's just five guys, but there's going to be starting to have people move around. Uh, every every Tuesday, I guess there's a cut now for the next three weeks. So. Okay. So, yeah, we'll start seeing rosters turn over, guys signing with other teams, all that kind of good stuff as well. We'll talk more about preseason games next week on our episode as well, as we've seen some everybody play by that point uh, there as well. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to go to intheclutch.com. Use the code SPORTSTOVE and uh, get your discount on your T-shirts there on intheclutch.com. Thanks for listening or tuning in to today's Sports Stove podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.